welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today is going to be a fun show. And not only did I want to bring you this guest in terms of what she's doing and how everybody should know about this, but also for the concept, the idea. Well, first of all, let me tell you the title. It's called today's show is called Kids Today, How to Change the World One Book at a Time. And so it's not just about what she's done and, you know, and this project and so on. It's about the fact that um, I'm hoping that you're going to be inspired because it this proves that one person can make such a huge difference in the world. And in the world, the way the world is these days, so crazy, we each need to do what we can do to make a difference. So. Uh, What's the matter with kids today? Politics have taken over our schools, teaching kids to hate America and themselves. Where does this propaganda come from? The books that have crept into the schools to teach them pornography, racism, and twisted history instead of the classics. To Kill a Mockingbird, Gone with the Wind, and Huckleberry Finn, even Shakespeare has to fight to stay in school these days. So today's guest is Riley Lee. She is the president of Sky Tree Book Fairs, she, which is a Texas-based nonprofit organization that brings book fairs to schools around the country. Now, um, I'm sure if you have children or when you were a child yourself, um, you know about the, um, the Scholastics book fairs. Um, but, you know, which books, who determines which books get into the Scholastic book fairs? And are they really the best books? And are there um, are there books that are that kids are not reading these days that are really classics that everybody, you know, it, it was a kind of a common denominator. We all read um, To Kill a Mockingbird or Huckleberry Finn or, you know, and and there were certain lessons in each of these books. But um, but certain groups um, have decided that we shouldn't learn those lessons. In any case, um, Riley has come up with her own answer to uh, this problem. And her story is fascinating. So I will let her um, tell it herself. She started off just being, just being, (laughs) being a mom and a a former middle school teacher. And she had a passion or has a passion for helping other people and a love of all things, health and wellness. She has strong Christian roots and that has um, propelled her to do the right thing in terms of providing kids with books that have morals and um, that aren't teaching them um, things that really shouldn't be in childhood. So welcome to the show, Riley. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, now, um, <clears throat> let's let's just start at the beginning, which yeah. is... Well, let's start before the beginning. Let's start at what you were doing before you got inspired to do this book fair. You know, before when you were when you were a normal teacher and mother and um, living a happy life (laughs) until all of a sudden what happened? Well, go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah. So I had my daughter in 2022. So she's almost 16 months now. It's so crazy. Um, And I was trying to get out of teaching. My parents have been teachers for 25 years. Um, We've been a big teaching household. My sister's a teacher. Um, So we've always been in that world. And I was working for a great school district, but wanted some more flexibility with her. And so I actually went to go, uh, I, I stopped teaching and I was working um, alongside Kirk and his story hour tour, which I'm sure you've heard about. And the CEO at the library movement, I was kind of the one behind um, organizing that from a logistical standpoint. And, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, my love for um, wholesome content just grew from that. And we really decided to take it a step further. And we were reaching a lot of people, but, you know, we found 
Okay, wait. I know this, the um, Kirk Cameron's book uh, tour and all that made lots of news, but, yeah. but this program goes all over the world. So, sure. um, so why don't you tell, tell people who might not have heard about it? Sure. Yeah. So we, um, Kirk Cameron long, launched his first book, As You Grow, um, in December of 2021 or 20, yeah, 2022. Sorry. December of 2022, he launched his first book and he went to go and try to read his book at a public library and they denied him. And then he was denied by over 50 public libraries. And that launched um, us and him into a nationwide library story hour tour. And it was incredible. We got to reach thousands of people. Um, and, and what was the reason that they gave for why they were denying him? Yeah, the reason was that they, um, you know, they they were saying that he, he you couldn't have this in a public space. You know, it was, he was too Christian. He was his his values didn't align with theirs. And while they were having um, drag queen story hours in these same public libraries, they weren't allowing him to read his book. Which, if you've read his book, um, he has three now. But if you've read any of them. They're very harmless books. There's nothing crazy in them. They're sweet books. His As You Grow book is very just sweet book about a, a tree um, and about, you know, how when you're raised in a community that's supporting you, you can um, really flourish and about the fruits of the spirit. And it's nothing, nothing crazy, but they were denying him um, because of his values. And so, yeah, it really launched us into a really cool um, cool thing. And how did you know him before this? Did you? Know yeah, him? that was just from working with him on this. Uh, you know, I got I had the opportunity to work with him in Brave Books um, on this project, and um, from there, you know, we were just thinking of how can we go take this uh, take this further and um, make more of an impact. You know, there's more people in public school. More more children in public school than are homeschooled and, and in private school. Um, so we really were like, how do we take this step further and reach more children uh, than ever? And how do we combat, you know, the largest distributor and publisher of children's book being Scholastic? How do we combat them? And um, this idea from a collective group of people, myself included, was, you know, why don't we why don't we do book fairs? Because that's the way that um, these books are getting into the hands of children the most. So, uh huh, uh huh. Well, I'd like to um, stay for a little while on on more details of his. But I haven't read his books. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what are like? I mean, what you just how you what you described so far just seems <clears throat> totally harmless and and uh, and a yep. good concept for kids to learn. So, what what? else was there or what did they say? I mean, what could they say about a tree? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that the things that Kirk promotes um, of faith and family um, isn't generally well received by public institutions. And it's really sad that we've gotten there, but um, his books are there. I mean, I I'll send you a copy. I'm sure he'd love to send you a copy. And um the books are, he has three books. One's about uh, the fruit of the spirit and it, it tells it through a, a story of, um, you know, an acorn turning into a beautiful tree and, and how, when you're raised in a community that's flirt, like, um, you know, surrounding you with love, joy, and peace and patience, you can really grow and to be all of that you were created to be. Um, he has a book on humility and then his latest book, which was just released this month, is about um, loving your enemy. So there's Christian, you know, values, traditional values in in the books, um, but they're not they're not out to they're not gonna out to hurt anybody or or do anything like that. But they're just not well received by the the general public for sure. Now, um, was loving your enemy? Um written and published before October 7th, before the war? The It was written before then. Um, it was published, I want to say, uh, late October. So, I mean, that's, This is a perfect, from what I can imagine, it seems like a perfect book for these times. 
Oh yeah, it it really is. And and it's a lot of what, you know, I stand for. It's a lot of what Kirk stands for. I don't want to speak for him, but he is, I've gotten to interact with him many times and he is a very compassionate, graceful um, man. And he is always wanting to, you know, love those around him, even if he doesn't agree with their views or values. And and it's a lot of what we need in today's world of, you know, um, you know, it's okay that we don't agree on everything that we can still love. It's the greatest commandment actually given to us by Jesus. You know, he says that he came so that, you know, the, the only command that we have now is that we love our neighbor as ourselves. And so I think it's, you know, the perfect book for these times. Uh-huh. So are there things in there about like um, going to church or like really religious things? Is that what, um, what, you know, what's the libraries were complaining about? Yeah. the I mean, the libraries, you can read more, there's probably more information out there on it, but they, they were um, just not wanting him to come and have a wholesome story hour and want, not wanting religion, quote unquote, religion to be, in their place but um you know they were just making that assumption off of um what they knew about kirk and not really what his book's about and and these story hours that we put on um you know they're just a fun time that we when we when we put them on last year they're just a fun time of gathering together of grandparents parents kids you know, singing songs, reading books, having fun. You know, there was other people that did them and there was face painting and balloon arts. And it's just a good time. It's just letting kids be kids. And, and that's what, you know, Skytree's mission is all about. And book fairs is, you know, Hey, we, we need to just take everything else out and just let kids be kids. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so in the end, I, I know that there were some places that opened up um for you and Kirk yeah. right I mean there were there were uh, what it made news because it was supposedly controversial and that there were people not letting him but and as you say they were letting in um people you know drag queens and so on but not something wholesome so but you did wh- where did you get to go in, in the end where yeah were- we we got to go um a lot of places um we went to we've been to Tennessee been to Texas um been to um, Arkansas, been up in DC, Virginia. Um, you know, so we've been a lot, we've been, we went, got to do quite a few story hours and then see at the library was an incredible event. It was basically based on this idea that, you know, Kirk is only one person and he can only do, um, so much and you're only one person and I'm only one person, but if we all collectively, um, do something together, then we can make big change. And that was the idea behind see at the library. And, and what we did is we asked people to host a story hour in their town um, on August 5th. And so we had uh, over 300 hosts across the nation hosting a story hour and they could read a book of virtue um, that they, that they wanted to. And it was an incredible day. Um, and so that was really fun to be a part of. And that, that really launched us into saying, Hey, what's next? What's, what else can we do? So, yes, yes, that's that's um, that's very exciting. Um, so, so you're launching. You have that as a baby. Um, yeah, the book fair, um, Sky Time, Sky Tree book fairs. At the same time that you have launched your own little baby, so that's a, right. that's a lot. You're doing a lot. Um, okay, so now I, I do want to um, get into the actual launch or the actual how you put together um, Skytree Book Fairs. So why don't we take a break now and um, so that we can come back and do that. My guest is Riley Lee. She's the president of Skytree Book Fairs. You're going to be hearing all about how she went about this. And, and um, you know, this is a huge project and it is growing as we speak. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. Follow 
follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about kids today, how to change the world one book at a time. And my guest is Riley Lee, and she is the president of Sky Tree Book Fairs. And in the first segment, she was talking about how um, she came to have this idea. And now we are going to um, talk about wh- how she took it from there. So rather than be um, <laughs> locked out of more public libraries and so on, uh, you came up with your own idea. So tell us how you went about it. Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great start. So yeah, we were doing these library um, readings and, you know, a group of group of us were like starting to wonder, you know, how are kids these days so far from traditional values and how are we, you know, turning away so much um, from, you know, what we, what, what we know, what we grew up on, what me and you grew up on. And um, we started really digging into the largest publisher and distributor of children's books and that's Scholastic. And what we found was very alarming about the company at large and um, the kind of content and agenda they are pushing on children. And so we had this idea, it was kind of crazy um, to start a book fair company. Um, and wait, so, wait, 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 <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't drop it there. What did uh, you find that was alarming? <laughs> yes. Okay. So we'll get into it. So um, and, and Kirk really exposed a lot of this too on his Twitter. So if you haven't seen his Twitter thread, highly recommend um, taking a deep dive there. But the books that they are pushing on children, you would have, I mean, it honestly, it's like watching an awkward sex scene with your parents. Mm. Like if you can just imagine that, about how uncomfortable that is. If you were to read these books that are in these book fairs, it's alarming. You would have, you would think, you would be like, you're joking. That's not actually in a book that Scholastic publishes or they distribute if they don't publish it. Um, and so the books are extremely pornographic. Some of the books are extremely explicit. There's a book that teaches children how to erase their search history. Um, there's a book that teaches children how to take hormone blockers. There's books about transgender relationships that go in depth on sex positions. Um, it's just explicit content that 
you know, shouldn't be in the hands of children. And as a psychologist, you could speak probably more to this about how harmful this material is for children. Um, and there's story after story. We we just posted one on our Instagram, Sky Tree Fairs, that shows um, a young lady at a, at a uh, school board conference sharing her testimony about how when she was in school, she read one of these books and it led to her porn addiction for seven or eight years. Um, and these books are really harmful. You know, books transport children to a new place way more than movies do and way more than songs do. Books, you know, when you go and start reading a book, it really takes you to that setting, those characters, you start to relate to those characters. And when these characters are, you know, lying to their parents about their search history, when they're experimenting with, I'm a boy, I'm a girl, I'm, I, I want to do this, I want to do that, or they're pushing racial, um, you know, thoughts on certain demographics that they, that they're racist because they, they do this or they're this, um, this way. And, and all of these things, it's very confusing for kids and it starts to make them question things, um, you know, at an at age where they just, they need to just be kids and they need to play, you know, kids are growing up faster and faster every day. They have phones younger. They, um, are, you know, watching material younger and younger that me and you wouldn't have watched until we were 18. You know, they're watching it when they're nine. Um, these things are just getting pushed on kids younger and younger. And so, yeah, we, we took all this information from Scholastic. You know, another thing that they did. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just want to ask you, I mean, first of all, I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I remember looking at some of these books. I couldn't believe it myself yeah. either that um like pornographic positions teaching kids and making it seem like uh <laughs> you know it's one thing run spot run <laughs> yeah you know and it's another thing looking at i mean it makes it seem like you should be doing this is what it it tells them you know by by putting it in their face oh well if they're showing us this they must want us to be this or you know we should do this and um it is destroying childhood and even more than that even other political ideas um, you know, that, uh, that are very dangerous and all that. But now did he also, see, I, I mean, I, I've been to, um, I mean, I've written, um, I was, I've written a children's book, first of all, and my mother had written a children's book. And, um, so we went to first with my mother, we went to lots of these different fairs, not, not, not necessarily, um, not put on by Scholastic, but, um, but there would be a truck, there would be an exhibit where Scholastic um, would be. And um, I think when we when I started doing this, she wrote the book, it was in 2007. And so back then, it really wasn't um, 2007. Um, just trying to think. Well, anyway, it was a while ago. 2007. It was a, it was a while ago, in any case. Yeah. And um, maybe like 10 years ago. And back then, um, there weren't these kind, at least I didn't see them, or maybe they weren't advertised at the particular affairs that we were at, but, um, I didn't see those kinds of books way back then, whatever year it was, maybe it was 2007 anyway. Um, and, and somehow over the years, it, they have come about, they have proliferated. Um, yeah. what did he find or what did you find is the reason why Scholastic started carrying these books? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, it's kind of two parts to this answer. You know, when companies are driven by money and when they're driven by um, being accepted by everyone or what they think is everyone, they make really foolish decisions and they make decisions based on the loud minority in the world. Mm. And Scholastic has done that. You know, they started you probably when you if you close your eyes and you think back to scholastic you probably think about clifford the big red dog you probably think about um you know books that just are fun and you think of the red color of scholastic and the rolling carts and posters and all the fun nostalgic kind of things that you would get at their fairs but just like other companies they've they've completely laid down to the loud minority, again, the minority in this world that says we need diversity, that says 
We need, you know, LGBTQ representation. We need critical race theory to be taught to children. Um, we need, you know, and they're spending so much silly time worrying about these, this small percentage of people that want these kinds of books. And so they've, you know, they're motivated to try to please everybody and, and check off the boxes of diversity and inclusion and all of these things. And they, um, you know, actually recently went back on, I don't know if you saw this, uh, we, we talked about this on our, um, on our social media, but they had previously had an option where schools could check a box that basically said, Hey, we don't want, you know, LGBTQ books. We don't want sexual books. We don't want critical race theory books. So this was a really great thing for a lot of schools. They could say, Hey, we don't want that. Especially a lot of private schools or, um, schools that just, they would have to pull those titles when they came in. Mm -hmm. Um, they would, they could say, Hey, we don't want that. Well, Scholastic in the last couple of weeks has issued a statement saying that they are incredibly sorry that they ever had this and they have completely gone back on even offering that to schools. So now schools, um, are being sent their full catalog of books and it takes librarians hours to pull all of these titles. And, um, and, you know, we hear countless stories of librarians missing things and their kids going home with books that what do you mean? are, are oh, not good. For not being able to take all of them out, you mean? before? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I yeah. remember what I remember about Scholastic also, and it was 2007. God, when I think about it. <laughs> You're um, like, yes. It was a long time ago. You're good. Um, but I remember that they had these... Um, like pamphlets, booklets, yeah, and with little stories in it, and then at the back you got to um, pick. The idea was you're supposed to check off. Uh, is that do they still do that? You check off what, um, which books you want, and you hand that in, and yeah. then when Scholastic comes, they bring you those books. So couldn't, I mean, if nobody checks those kind, of, these kinds of pornographic, racist books. Would I mean is it a, is it different? Would they still bring it if no one wanted to buy it? Yeah, it's a great question. So I don't know all of the ins and outs of Scholastic. We've done um, a lot of research on them, but I don't. I may misspeak here, just out of not knowing. Um, you know, but from what I understand is they still send their full catalog of books. And then at the fair, the kids pick which ones they want. So they're still getting sent to the schools. That That is, that's going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> backwards. I mean, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I was at a book fair last week that we put on in Georgia, or I wasn't there, but my, my colleague was, and, um, you know, it's a lot of work to put on a book fair and it's, and it's not like these librarians are getting paid extra or they're volunteers or anything like that. It is a fundraiser for the school, which is awesome. You know, we always know that schools need more funds. And so this is a great way to do that, but it's a lot of work. It's exhausting to put on a book fair and adding that extra work on them to pull. I've heard up to 50, 60 titles was titles just means book types. And so they're having to pull all of these um, while they're trying to put on a book fair and do all this stuff. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, okay. So now, I mean, I know, I know I kind of got us off, off track, but I'm really glad that you told us about that. That's really very interesting. Um, okay. So getting back to now how you um, develop SkyTree book fairs. Yeah, I don't know where I was, but, um, you know, we we hit the ground running on this crazy idea that we could um, launch this organization and not be intimidated by the monopoly that that Scholastic does have in the arena. So, I mean, they have they've been around for 100 years and they um, do it really well. You know, anyone, any school that reaches out to us that has been wanting to switch from Scholastic to another vendor there, and there's thousands of schools that have wanted that want to switch over. Um, These schools, though, are scared to because Scholastic does it really well. 
And so we knew from the start that we were going to have to be true competitors in the market and not just, um, you know, with a good company, with good morals that was trying their best. We needed to be a serious contender. And so, you know, we've been working really hard to do that. And um, yeah, we have 200 book fairs scheduled for the spring of 2024, which is incredible. Um, And we've kind of softly launched this fall. We have, um, we've done three book fairs so far. And we have one in December um, in Virginia. It's a public school. So that's really exciting in Spotsylvania, Virginia, which is near Fredericksburg. And then we're doing some more online book fairs in December. And then we're really hitting the ground running in January. Oh, that, so, so, so wait, so you've done some already. We have. So how, yes. have they, how have they turned out? What it's been you, incredible. Yeah. Where, where did you get like how many people are working with your company? Yeah. Right now we have um, two, two people. <laughs> it's me and. Another lady, uh, her name's Bree, and she's phenomenal. And so we are really, uh, and we have volunteers that are helping us as well, some volunteer readers, because um, we are vetting all of our books. Um, but yeah, the the one book fair that was in person was last week, and it was incredible. We we overheard some kids saying, you know, to their librarian, we think we like this book fair even better than Scholastic. Oh, wow. oh, um, and that's true. That really, that really happened. Not to say. Did you get it um, on video? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I know. It was the sweetest school in um, Georgia. They were uh, out in the middle of nowhere, but they were so fun. And yeah, we had some bestsellers um, there, the Kevin Love Green series. I don't know if you're familiar, but kids love those books. So we've been telling him that. Um, and so, yeah, we, they were, it was a great fair. It was really, it was, we learned a lot too for the spring to yeah. refine our, our uh, product. And do you, so um, do you have other things? Be- I mean, I don't know. Do you have other things besides books? Like to, you were saying before, you know, that you want to, uh, you want to be at least as good as scholastic. So are you putting anything else in there besides books? You mentioned people reading, um, balloons, anything? (laughs) food. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to be better than scholastic for sure. So there, you know, kids love the trinkets and the bouncy balls. Those were a fan favorite this last week and, and the different things like that. Um, you know, erasers and pencils and smelly pins and, all those kind of things. We have like how to draw books, joke books, um, coloring books. So different um, products like that that kids love. And librarians, they don't love it so much. Uh, but what you mean? Oh, you mean the, what don't the, they love the products and all of that stuff. <laughs> they have bouncy balls flying everywhere. But um, okay. the kids like it. It gets them excited. Uh-huh. Huh. Have you, well, I guess it's too early to tell, but, um, well, have the teachers, um, have the teachers or librarians, have they come over to you and said, you know, this is really so much better. We don't have to spend our time pulling out the bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was a big praise from this last week. Um, it was just not having the headache of doing that, but time will tell there too, you know, um, and we'll be able to see, you know, how, how much of an impact that really does have on, on schools. Well, I think it should have a, a really big impact because it's not really that the kids want these other kinds of books. Yeah. It's just that they're kind of put in front of them, either in the library or like in a book fair or whatever. Um, but it's not like that they're saying, oh, give me, you know, I mean, it's some of the books are titillating, certainly the sure. The pornographic books are titillating, but even even when kids don't really totally understand what what it is, but um, but I mean, really, I mean, kids are kids, you know. Maybe well, what what grades do you um are your book fairs for? Yeah, um, our grades are K through eighth grade primarily. We do have high school um a desire for high school, which is interesting because that's not typically a target market for book fairs, but we have seen that. Um, so we're, we're debating that age range right now. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right though. What you said, this is an adult pushed 
agenda. It's not kid-led. And anyone who tells you differently is wrong. This is not kid-led. Kids are not begging their parents and their teachers for books like the ones that Scholastic distributes and produces um, and other people distribute and produce. They are not asking for those books. It's adults who are pushing that agenda on them. So that's something that's really key too. It's not like we're withholding books that they're just hungry for, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want, I wonder, um, what about, well, I, well, I don't want to, I know oh, we have two minutes till break. All right. Oh, what about in the next segment? <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a break now because, you know, there are many more questions that I would like to ask my guest, Riley Lee, the president of Skytree Book Fairs. This is so exciting. Um, and we're talking today about kids today, how to change the world one book at a time. And I hope you're getting, realizing, you know, how one person um, is really making such a beginning to make such a huge change. Uh, so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today with Riley Lee. She is the president of Sky Tree Book Fairs. Um, and we're talking about what's the matter with kids today. And the matter with kids today is some of the books that um, people and companies are shoving down their throat to make money uh, and other political agendas. Um, now, so in this last segment, I'm going to be asking Riley about um, two things. First, about reactions from parents about specific kinds of things. And then I'm going to ask her to talk about how, like if you're sitting there thinking, huh, I would like a book fair like this. How do I go about getting it? So we're going to be answering, she's going to be answering those questions. But first, let's talk about parents. Now, you know, what we were talking um, about the um, drag queens and about how, you know, the libraries and all that in schools, I mean, it, it blows, it still blows my mind that they yeah. would have those kinds of things. But what blows my mind even more than them having it is that sometimes parents, parents ruin their kids to these things. I yeah. mean, 
that is just, you know, it's one thing like if a library has it and you think, oh, well, I'm not going to bring my kid to that. But right. there are parents who do or or at schools or at bars or, you know, all crazy kinds of places. Yeah. Um, and and so I have been trying to, you know, I've long been thinking about like why why parents would do this. And, you know, I've come up with a couple of reasons and none of them are good, but um, one, you know, they want to be cool. They want to show their friends that they're cool parents. They're with it. You know, they they um, they expose their kids to everything, that kind of thing. And I think also some parents consciously or unca- unconsciously, um, like a parent of a girl really wanted a boy and vice versa. And so when their child starts to act like or act like, you know, they go through these phases. Um, if a child, if a little girl reaches for a truck, oh, she wants to be a boy um, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So so um, so I think in part, some parents, again, consciously or unconsciously, contribute to steering their children in the opposite direction because that's really what they wanted to have. What do you think about that? And um, I don't know if this has happened yet because you just started, but what about if or when um, there are some parents who say to you, well, you know, I've been looking at all your books. They're very nice, (laughs) but I don't see anything for LGBTQ. And um, and I don't see anything about race, you know, about how oppressive white people are. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. So what what do you plan to do about that? Yeah, these are great questions. Um, so great job on <laughs> prepping for this. Uh, so this for your second question, you know, there's this amazing thing called Amazon. And if you want those books, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to buy those books for your children. Um, go ahead. You know, we're not all going to have the same views and you may want to have those books in your home. You know, at Skytree, we are not trying to please everybody. You know, you know, my personal belief, you know, in, in the Bible, it says that if we're trying to please man, then we are going to be constantly chasing that, you know, but we are to please God and we're to serve him. And so, you know, at Skytree, we are not aiming to please everybody. We're not. We're ch- telling you, hey, here's what's going to be in our book fairs. We believe that the majority of people want this. Uh, we really do. And I think you're going to see that in the next couple of years that we're going to have thousands of book fairs and then hundreds of thousands of book fairs like Sc- Scholastic does um, as we grow. Um, but, you know, those parents that want those kind of books, go buy them. Go ahead. Just you don't have to buy them at our book fair. Uh huh. So is that what you're going to tell if a parent comes up to you and says that you're going to just say, well, you can buy those books at Amazon. Why don't you? Meanwhile, why don't you look at what we have here? These are wholesome books. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, that conversation could be deeper, right? Of that. We don't really believe that those books should be with kids, but there's some books that, you know, they're not as aggressive. They're not as, they're not, they don't have pornography in them. They don't have explicit content. They're, um, you know, maybe just not aligning with our values completely. And, you know, everyone's going to have, like I said, everyone's going to have different values. And if you want those books, then you can go and get them. But in this setting in a school, when kids are reaching for books without their parents being there and they're having choice, which is awesome. They should have choice. This is a great, exciting time for them. Um, to be able to pick pick out books for themselves, we want to make sure that they're they have the bumpers on a little bit, like when they're at when they're bowling. You know, if you go bowling with a five year old and you don't have the bumpers up, it's not really fun. You know, <laughs> same thing in the book fair, right? We can't have them exposed to everything, or um, you know, they're going to end up in the gutter. You know, they're going to end up somewhere they shouldn't be, and so where that that's really the heart there. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So tell us some more about um, what would somebody do who's listening and um, thinking that, you know, how do I go about this? Now, I know I I mentioned that yours is a nonprofit organization. It must cost a gazillion dollars to do a book fair. How do you do this? Yeah, we, you know, it was very intentional for us to make this nonprofit, you know, Scholastic's a billion dollar company. 
And when you're motivated by money, you don't always have the interest of children, um, the best interest of them in your sights, you know, and you're motivated by the dollar signs. Uh, that's not always the best route. And so our hope was that we could lock arms with like-minded people that may not have school-aged children that want to support what we're doing. Um, so that's one way you can be a part is by on our website, skytreebookfairs.org. You can support us by donating um, to helping these fairs be completely free for schools to put on. So we don't charge schools anything. Um, to put these fairs on and we actually give them back money so they can get cash rewards um, or money to shop our book fair um, catalog. So we're giving money back to the school um, through this. And so that's one way people can support us is going to our website, skytreebookfairs.org and, and donating there. Or if you're a school and you're ready to have a Skytree book fair, we serve public and private schools. Uh, we don't just have Christian titles. We have Christian titles for um, private schools. And then our public school catalog is just vetted good books that you can trust that aren't going to be non-age appropriate for, for your children. So you can host us. You can go to the same website and learn how to be a host. Um, and then just sharing, following us on Instagram and Twitter and or X, whatever it's called now, and Facebook, where SkyTree fares across all platforms. So, yeah, you can just follow us, see what we're doing and what we're up to. So, okay, but um, what does it take on the part, like, again, if I'm I'm listening, I am yeah. thinking, oh, wow, I would like to have a, a book fair like this for my child's school. So you would go to your website. And, yep, you can go to skytreebookfairs.org and then you click on how to host or host. Um, and then we have two options. We have an online book fair, and this is perfect for smaller schools um, that have under 200 students or have had previous book fair sales under $2,000. And they can host an online book fair. So it's super simple. We send you um, a way to shop online and um then we'll ship all the books to the school at the end of the week. Or if you're, you know, you meet those requirements, you can um, sign up to be a, a in-person book fair with us. And we're all booked up for the spring, which is super exciting wow. um, of 2024. But in 2024, 2025 school year, we have openings. So you can sign up for an in-person book fair um, again on our website, skytreebookfairs.org. So what does it take for the person who is the host, like two hosts? I, I thought I, I remember reading something about um, like there's one person at the school who's the host. I mean, who's like the organizer. What does that person have to do? Yeah. So before the book fair, you're promoting the fair. So we have promotional materials for you. Um, we have a letter to send out to your parents about the book fair promotional materials that are going to come to your school um, a few weeks before that are like yard signs and different things like that. So you would need to put those out. Um, and then the catalogs come before the book fair and you'll distribute those to the students at your school. And then um, the week before the books show up and you display the books and the products and then run the fair um during that week. So the librarians, sometimes volunteers, sometimes we'll have like parent volunteers come in and they'll be running the fair during the week. So that looks like um, helping kids find different books, checking them out um, and different things like that during actually during the book fair week. Well, so do you come um, like with a big truck or something or is it or or is it typically it's in the library? So typically you know, so right now, and we'd love to expand this. This is one of our hopes, you know, as being a nonprofit that we can be just like, you know, Scholastic and other bigger companies where they have the rolling carts that the books are on. We're not quite there yet. We're, we're trying to walk before we run a little bit. So right now the books come in boxes and they, you, you can uniquely, you know, display them at, in your space. Um, so on tables and uh, those books, you know, you just, you just play them in maybe the gym or a lot of times it's the library. 
So do you come, do you personally um come to when a school is having a book fair? We do, do we not. That... Too? <laughs> or just the books. <laughs> yeah, it's not us. Uh so typically that that's pretty common for book fairs that there's not a representative there. Um so typically it's school run. It's a fundraiser for the school, so it's librarian run. Sometimes like I said, they'll have volunteers a lot of the times that will come in and help. Um, but yeah, it's fully school run right now. We're going to them because we're just starting and we're learning and it's also fun for us to get to go and see the kids and what they're interested in. And so we'll pop into a few, um, as we're able to, but we're a small team too. So we're, we're trying to do it all right now. Uh-huh. Uh, are you coming, are you coming in the spring to LA? I, I know we have some and we have a lot in California. We have more schools in California than anywhere else, which is actually oh, yeah. really interesting too. Um, um, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know exactly when we're coming to LA, but I know we're coming to the California area quite a bit. Okay. Um, is that going to be up on your website when you, um, when I get, when it gets closer to the dates of the book fairs, um, like where they are, where they're going to be? Um, no, that, that's more like private information, uh, oh. for the school of when they host it. Um, so they'll, they'll promote it, but it's obviously during school hours and they want to keep that internal. So it's not yeah. something that's open to the public. Um, yeah. we our our book fair that's happening in Virginia on December 2nd is open to the public. So if you're in the Virginia area in Fredericksburg, um, on December 2nd, we're having a Christmas time story hour with Kirk. He's going to be reading his book and doing a book signing. And we're going to have um, our full catalog there for people to shop. So we'll have Green Ember series, Kevin Love Green. We'll have um, Anne of Green Gables. So all the you know, more classic books. Um, yeah, so we have a variety of books that will be there and it'll be a lot of fun. Well, yes, that sounds great. All right. Well, we're kind of coming to the end. Why don't you give out the um, the website address again? Okay. Skytreebookfairs.org. So it's fairs with an S. And that's where you can go to learn more about what we're doing, donate, and become a host for a Skytree Book Fair at your school. Um, so yeah, skytreebookfairs.org. Okay, well, sounds great. Well, I I really admire you and I applaud you and I certainly hope <laughs> that you beat <laughs> um, that you beat Scholastic because I mean, not I don't mean to sound mean, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, I, Scholastic is fine. It was fine, you know. I remember it. It was good, um, but they have to mm -hmm. learn to put their political agendas aside and think about the um, well-being of the children and how. What they, the kinds of stories that they need um, to grow up in a wholesome way. Yes. So thank you very much, Riley Lee. Uh, again, skytreebookfairs.org. Uh, and I wish you well. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.